Thank you for joining me today. My name is Brittany and I'll be your very navigator through this new journey. Welcome back to the podcast. I so appreciate your support, your listens, your shares, all of that good jazz. Um, Today's episode is a special segment that I like to call Vitamin T. Uh, Vitamin T is a quick segment to offer advice and motivation. So today's topic is called Taking Care of You. Um, And I think it's very important whether you've had the bariatric surgery or whether you are just somebody who just is a mom or a woman or a man, just a human being in general that just needs a break um, and needs to be reminded that, you know, you need to take care of you. I think it's very important, you know, that we just take that time to just woosah and breathe. Um, One of the things that I like to do to take care of myself is to just it's not necessarily be by myself, but it's just to be isolated. Um, For me, that is in the form of sleep right now. (laughs) Um, I will be that person that is grown taking naps at 10 o'clock at night just to pop up and wake up and then go do something else. Um, But I I thoroughly enjoy my solitude and my isolation. Um, And it's not because, you know, I'm a, I'm, a recluse, so to speak, or introverted, which I am those things. But when it comes to me doing something for self-care purposes or just something to take care of me, I thoroughly enjoy my sleep. Like I like being by myself. I don't care if my husband is in the same room, but he don't need to be talking to me. Look at my way. Just leave me alone. Let me tune out and go to sleep. Um, something else that I really enjoy doing is going to the gym, obviously. Um, and I think my passion and excitement and love for the gym is because I get to challenge myself in a way that I've never challenged myself before. Um, so I have been to the gym, obviously. Um, I have had personal trainers. I've done the diet thing. I've, I've done the gym route for so many years. And this is the first time since... Um, ever since I can remember that I've actually enjoyed going to the gym. I've enjoyed challenging myself. Um, and it's because of the surgery, you know, being able to see the results, um, instantly, like having PCOS and going to the gym is a joke. Like you go to the gym, you work hard, you bust your butt. And then three weeks later, it looks like you didn't go to the gym. Um, or two months later, it's like, oh, you're finally lost that five pounds that you've been holding on to for two months. And it just kind of gets really discouraging trying to show up and be your best self when you have this ailment that's not allowing you to be great. So I kind of just gave up on trying to go to the gym. Um, I would literally sit and watch my husband work out and I would be like, I'm working out with you in spirit, but I just, I didn't have the the drive or the motivation to do it. So I just decided that I was not going to continue to set myself up to be emotionally drained after a PCOS workout. Like, no, (laughs) I don't care. I'm not doing it. No. Um, But now, you know, since PCOS is not really something that is a hindrance for me, um, you know, VSG has definitely helped me establish things that I like, things that matter to me when it comes to my self-care, things that matter to me when it comes to my, you know, personal space. Like I thoroughly enjoy, like I said, being by myself. I don't really care to go out and it's not because I'm boring. It's not because I don't want to see what the world has to offer, but sometimes I just feel like people be doing too much. Like, you know, you're not for everybody and everybody's not for you. And I feel like when you constantly expose yourself to people, you know, in the outside world, outside of 
your your space, your home, um, it really creates like this kind of pH balance or this energy balance that's not balanced. Um, and me personally, I just I have uh, established a routine with my peace, you know, and established a routine with protecting my peace where I just don't allow people that disrupt my energy or even disrupt any part of my piece, whether it's just my sanity. Like if I see their name on my phone and I have to roll my eyes, I'm not answering the phone. Um, and it's simply because, you know, I know that there's a possibility you can disturb my peace and I'm not willing to give you that benefit of the doubt. I'm not. So personally, you know, I have just learned how to establish a routine. Like, am I in the space for this? And do I want to operate as a strong friend? Do I want to carry that hat right now? Do I want to take on somebody else's stuff? If the answer is no, or, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not, it just depends, then, then no, don't even expose yourself to that. And I think that, you know, we as a society have gotten so used to just showing up um, for everybody but ourselves. And sometimes you just really have to take care of you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. You just have to say no. And it's not, you know, it, it is because you're not available if you don't want to be, but it's because sometimes you just need to take care of you. You just need to say no because your brain can't process that right now. Your heart can't endure that right now. Your physical just can't show up, you know, physically you can't show up and mentally and emotionally it's not there and that's okay. And I, I need you to, to hear that again and replay it. It's okay. You are not required to show up for people that do or don't show up for you. I hate seeing those memes and you know all these little quotes that go around. Don't show up for people if they don't show up for you. Bump this person if they can't you know provide the the equal satisfaction that you give them. And if it's not you know um, like back and forth, you know no stop that. That's that's toxic mentality. And I say that because sometimes people are incapable of showing up for you the way that you need them to show up or how you show up for them. And, and I'm not saying exhaust yourself for somebody who can't show up for you. However, not everybody's strengths are your strengths. For example, I'm a morning person. My husband is not. So I'm not going to expect him to wake up for a romantic early morning breakfast because I know that's not his strength. That doesn't mean that he's not a provider. That doesn't mean he's not a good husband. That doesn't mean he's not a good person. That just means that mornings are not his strength. And that's okay. You know, I have friends that are capable of dumping on me, but they're not capable of carrying my load. And I don't expect them to because I didn't befriend them, you know, for the fact that they could carry my load because some of them can't, you know, I, I rarely, and when I say rarely, like I have a best friend, I don't even dump my stuff on her. And it's not because I don't think she can handle it. Um, it's really because some things that I have to dump are like, I, she's that best friend that will tell you about herself, tell you about yourself and not in a bad way, just like, okay, so you're sitting here crying over spilt milk. Did you go get the washcloth to pick it up? You know, and sometimes I don't be wanting to think, like, <laughs> I'm going to just be real. I don't, sometimes I just don't want to do myself work. Sometimes I just want to wallow in self-pity. And she gives me that for like two minutes. And then she's like, all right, so let's pick up the pieces and let's go. And what's crazy is I'm the same way when it comes to my friends. Like I let them sit there and, and have their moment. And then I'm like, all right, so now it's time to pick the eggs up and keep going. Like, we're not going to sit here in self-pity. We're not going to be dramatic about it. We got to keep going. 
And I hate, it's crazy. I'm a Taurus. I hate when it's done to me, <laughs> but sometimes it's needed. And, you know, sometimes, oh, reciprocated. That's the word I want to use. Sometimes your friendships and relationships are not reciprocal and that's not a bad thing. You know, you just have to weigh somebody else's strengths and weaknesses, but where it becomes toxic is when someone is capitalizing on your weaknesses and taking advantage of your strengths, that's when it becomes toxic because it's like, you know, when to push and when to pull and you use it to your advantage. And that's not okay for me. You know, I, back in the day, as in last year, um, was known as the strong friend. I could carry everybody's stuff. I can be there for everybody. I can, you know, be that shoulder for everybody to cry on and lean on. If somebody wanted a free photo shoot, I didn't mind doing it. You know, I understand your finances. I understand this. Mind you, my bills weren't getting paid. We were getting cell phones and things cut off. Cars were about to be repoed. All of this because I was just trying to show up for everybody but myself. You know, giving away free products that I spent thousands of dollars on, you know, just because they they just like the product. Giving away my hard-earned, you know, hard-working uh, magazines and books and things just to people just because. And I don't mind blessing people, but when you kind of expect it, that's when it's like, okay, you took something that was a blessing and you've made it a requirement. And I don't like that. You know, you're, you're taking the joy out of wanting to be a giver. And for me, that's just where I draw the line. You know, I had to start taking care of me and after I got this surgery, it made me really sit down and be like, you know what? I have to start assessing some things. I have to figure out why I love others more than I love myself, why I can do for others and show up for others more than I can show up for myself. And I know that I am not the only person in that has that struggle. I know that I'm not the only person that has endured that valley and those journeys, you know, of trying to figure out self-love, self-discovery, you know, yourself worth all of those things. I know that I'm not the only person. Um, and if you are listening and those are your struggles and that is, you know, your portion right now, I really urge you to find, you know, balance in that. Find balance in taking care of you. Find balance in making sure that, you know, you're showing up for yourself. And I'm not, I, I am an advocate for putting yourself first. However, don't be conceited about it. Be humble. You know, not bump everybody else. I come first. Don't, don't be that guy. But yes, do put yourself first. You know, God first, yourself, and then your family to follow, your partner, your kids, whatever, you know, your pets, whatever. But you definitely have to show up for yourself. And I really challenge you to do that because it's it's not easy pouring from an empty cup or a cup that's, you know, half full. Even if you have enough to give to everybody else, at the end of the day, if nobody's refilling your cup, then you don't have anything to give because you're not being replenished as quickly as you give. And I remember having that conversation with my husband um, last year, you know, we got into like a little heated conversation and he was like, babe, you're expecting me to fill your cup as quickly as you pour out to others. And I am incapable of doing that. We don't have the same heart. We don't have the same drive. We don't have the same motivation. We don't have a lot of the same qualities that we see in others because it, it, my husband will put himself first, period. You know, he cares about me. He cares about our kids. He cares about his responsibilities. But when it comes to exhausting himself for somebody he doesn't know or somebody that's capable of providing for themselves, he's not going to do it. And it's not because he doesn't have a gentle heart. It's not because he doesn't have a caring heart. It's because he values his sanity. He values his peace. And I'm like, 
you know, back then I was like, but I'm a giver. Like I want to share with everybody and I want to be there for everybody and show up for everybody. And he's like, right. But when you do that, you take the place of God. And in that moment, I realized that I was trying to not necessarily take the place of God, but show up for people so much so that they didn't have to pray, that they didn't have to, you know, lean on God for things because I was a human. I'm here. Let me fix it. God's going to bless me. So I'm just going to do it for you. But then it doesn't leave room for God to do what he has to do. And at a certain point, when you start overdoing your blessings for others and you start over caring and over giving, they stop seeing, you know, a reason to reach out to God. It's like, well, I need $500. Let me just call such and such because I know that they're going to find a way to get it to me rather than operating in faith and doing it themselves, you know, operating it. Let me lean on God instead of man. And then you find yourself in a situation when you can't provide that $500 or when you can't provide that rescue for them. And it just becomes a job, you know, showing up for people and it starts to get exhausting for yourself. And I just think that, you know, it's time that we really just take care of us, whatever that looks like for you, whether that's a spa day, um, a, a girl's day, a guy's night, whatever it is. Um, I saw this really interesting post. It's like the two, two, two rule where you do like, it's it's for married couples or couples in general, but it's like you go on a vacation um, twice a month, you eat together or go out to dinner um, twice a week or something like that. Uh, or you go on vacation twice a year, you go out um, for evening dinner twice a month, and then you do something like twice a week or something of the sort. Um and I thought that was really cool, you know, the whole two, two, two rule. And um, I think that that is something that we should practice as individuals, you know, show up for ourselves, take ourselves out on dates, um, give ourselves some time to just sit, read a book, um, get lost in a, in a TV show series or a movie, you know, just do something for us to replenish because sometimes man will fail us. You know, our men will fail us. Our women will fail us. Our friends will fail us. Our family will fail us. And when you put yourself in a situation where you're depending on a human being to show up for you and fill your cup, you will always be disappointed. You know, I'm married. I've Everybody at this point should know who me and my husband are. If you don't, you know, find us on Google, but humbly is saying that. Um, but, you know, me and my husband have known each other since we were 14 years old and there are times where he misses it. Even knowing me all of these years, it's been 16 years and you would expect somebody who's been around for 16 years to get it. And I'm not saying perfectly get it, but at least show up enough where, you know, you understand, okay, well, you know that this has been my mood and this is my emotion during this time, this season and this day, this hour. And sometimes he misses it. And when you, you know, it took me a really long time to process that. And when you set yourself up to expect somebody to know you better than you know yourself or expect them to know you enough where you shouldn't have to speak, that's where we become in error because nobody's going to know you like you know yourself. It doesn't matter how long you know that you, you're in their life or you know them or have known them. Nobody is going to know you like you know yourself. So it's best to just take care of you. It's best to, yes, let that person get to know you. Yes, allow that person to share space you know, with you, your spouse, your partner, your fiance, your best friend, all of that. But don't expect them to do more for yourself than you do for yourself because then you're going to be disappointed. You know, 
know, there are times that my husband misses it. He misses the cues. He misses the moments where he can show up or when he, when he needs to show up for me. And that doesn't make him less of a man or less of a husband. That just means he's a human and he missed it. But it wasn't his job in that moment for him to catch it. You know, I threw out hints of what I needed but I could have did it myself. You know, if I needed some water, I could have got my butt up and did it myself. <laughs> Him not getting me the water is not really his problem. It's my problem. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, you can't seek help or you can't receive help. You know, if someone offers you help and you need it, take it. Don't, don't be bashful. Take the help. However, I think that it's important that we stand on our own two feet. Um, and I know that that has been difficult with this pandemic because so many of us have become dependent, me being the first person in line of dependency. Um, I have become extremely dependent on my husband and I was always independent. I was raised by a single mother. So I know what independence looks like. I know what it feels like. I know what it tastes like. I know what rewards it yields, all of those things. But during the pandemic, I really realized that, you know, I can't do this by myself. I can't be strong all the time. I can't put up the guard that I don't care about people or, you know, I don't care. I have to care. I have to take time for me. I can't continue to fill everybody else's cup and not my own. And it made me really have to take that time to just breathe and get my stuff together. You know, after the surgery, I really had to be dependent on my husband because there were things that I couldn't do. I couldn't lift certain weights and all of that. And then he turned around and got a surgery. Um, and then it was like, we both were kind of like, mm, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Because we both had the same stipulations. Um, and we just had to work together. Our kids had to work with us. You know, we had to do what we had to do and it all worked out in the end, but we had to have ourselves together. We had to know our limits. We had to know our strengths. We had to know our weaknesses. You know, what can we do without hurting ourselves? Because if we try to lift that thing that's over 15 pounds, one of us is going to be hurting and we need to be able to assess how bad that hurt is going to be based on our surgery and our recovery. You know, so you just really need to get to know yourself. And I challenge you in this season to really take time to get to know you. Understand what makes you tick. Understand what makes you get angry quick. Understand what makes you happy. Understand when you need to step away. You know, when things start to become a little hot and heavy in the kitchen when you need to step away and, you know, just get yourself together. Those things come with spending time with yourself and really assessing who you are. You know, I think a lot of us really defined ourselves based on how we were raised um, or things that we picked up because we had to raise ourselves or things that we saw from our friends or TV or whatever. We created a lifestyle and a, and a mural in our head about what we wanted us to look like and what we wanted our circumstance and our future and our present and all of those things to look like. And when it didn't add up to that picture, picture, then things kind of got confusing. It was like, okay, well, who am I? And I think now with everything that we have going on in the world, it is the perfect time for you to rediscover who you are. It is the perfect time for you to sit down and really assess what things make you happy outside of mommy and daddy, outside of your boyfriend, outside of your girlfriend, outside of your friends, outside of what social media is telling you that you're supposed to like. What makes you happy? Is it anime? Is it cartoons? Is it, you know, realism? Is it art? Is it culture? Do you 
just prefer your own culture or do you like exploring other cultures? Do you want to be a traveler or do you want to be a recluse? Like you need to figure out what best suits you and really take care of those interests. Take care of the things that bring you joy. Take care of the things that bring you peace. Take care of the things that actually make you want to get up every day and do what you have to do to survive, to thrive, whatever that looks like. And I really urge and challenge you to spend time with yourself, you know, spend two days out of the week, just catering to yourself, spend two hours, you know, just woo-sawing and doing some deep breathing exercises, you know, whatever you have to do, um, take a two minute walk, you know, whatever you have to do, just focus on you and do whatever you have to do for you to take care of you. That is my vitamin T for today. And I hope that you got something out of my rant. (laughs) Um, and I hope it was to take care of you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode answered your questions, gave you insight, or sparked your research flame. Remember, this is a voyage of self-discovery, and it takes time. Until next time, take care of yourself, friend.